We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. And uh, coming in September 2020, a new site we have built together called... Defector. Defector, and we're going to have a new podcast to go with it. This very podcast, which has the name... The Distraction. It's out right now, and it's available everywhere else you get your podcast. At Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction everywhere. It's out right now. Go listen. See ya. Bye. Respectfully, Kadeem, you do not fight fair. And respectfully, Deval, yo, shut up. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Dead ass, You don't got to tell me to shut up all the time. Listen, sometimes that's the only solution I got to these arguments is to tell your ass to shut up. Dead ass. Hey, I'm Kadeem. And I'm Deval. And we're the Ellis's. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take pillow talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. This is right after we had Kaz in Cairo. Okay. Okay. I wake up in the morning to take Jackson to school as I always do. Try to do my best to be a family man. Right? Taking Jackson to school. Kadeen just randomly wakes up. Hey, babe, where's the stroller? Where's the stroller? (laughs) The stroller story. Yeah, you remember the stroller story, right? Okay, quick disclaimer. I was postpartum times two. Oh, my gosh. You always find excuses. It's not an excuse. It's a reason. And you and I can never argue that reason, but whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like, where's the stroller? So I'm like, which stroller? She's like, the little fold-up stroller that was in the back of the car. Okay, so I used to have this car, right, at A7. Got rid of it when I had my third child because I couldn't fit all three in the back. So this car was sitting in my brother's driveway for six months with the stroller in the back seat. I'm leaving. I'm going to get the car one day. My, my father says, hey, DeVal, um, what you going to do with that stroller in the back? I'm like, I'm not sure. Why? He's like, oh, I know someone from the church. See how I throw the church in there. Mm-hmm. The church who might utilize the stroller. I said, sure, if you need it, we haven't used it in six months. The kids are outgrowing it. You can take the stroller. Boom. Fast forward back to this day with Kadeen. Kadeen asks for the stroller. I say, uh, which stroller? She says, the stroller that was in the back of the car. I said, oh, well, I think I put that stroller in the backyard at my parents' house. Or my father might have given it away. Kadeen snaps her neck around. What? You gave away my stroller without telling me? I'm like, time out. It's our stroller, number one. Number two, you haven't used the stroller in six months. Because it was wintertime in New York. I'm not pushing the babies around for walks in the snow. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, I gave the stroller away. She goes, you gave away my stroller, DeVal? So I'm like, yo, what you getting an attitude for? We got three other strollers, but that's not the stroller that I wanted. You can't just give away my stroller. I'm like, yo, I'm not having this conversation. All right? You're being a brat. I'm being a brat devout, sucks the teeth, and walk away. So now I'm trying not to argue with her because we're in front of our kids. So I'm getting ready for Jax for school or whatever. She comes back in, in the bedroom with an attitude. I'm like, yo, you really got an attitude over a stroller, Kadeem? Yes, I did. I was tight. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck that stroller. <laughs> Kadeem goes, no, Deval. 
fuck you. I'm like, fuck me. <laughs> Over a stroller. Over a stroller. Over a stroller. Yeah, damn, Skippy. So now, now I'm I'm pissed, right? So I'm like, you know what? I slammed the door closed because the door was open. I was getting ready to leave. I said, I said, no. Now I'm not taking Jackson to school. We're going to discuss this before I leave. Mm-hmm. Jackson looked at her, looked at me. It was just like, wait a minute. Now I can't go to school and learn because y'all arguing. <laughs> So I'm like, fine, because now I got to put the children first. I say, of course. We, when we get back, mm-hmm. when we get, we're going to discuss this. But but you know what happened? Uh, you you got the stroller back. Long, no, long story short, okay. My father Let's never even say. gave away the stroller. He put it back in storage. So I got cussed out over a stroller that I didn't even <laughs> give away, y'all. I didn't even give the stroller you away. You needed to be sure about what you did with it before you go ahead and tell a woman you gave away her shit. All right. So you're not going to admit that you was wrong. No. For te- I don't think I was wrong. And there you go. You don't fight fair. The end. You don't fight fair. The end. There's a stranger in my house. I'm the same person. It took a while to figure out. It's just me. There's no way you could be who I you am. say you are. I am. You gotta be someone else. No, I'm not. Because he no, I'm not. wouldn't touch me like that. Ah, uh, yeah. And he uh, yeah. wouldn't argue like you do. I argue fair. You don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. He wouldn't ignore me. I don't me. ever ignore you. I argue. Deval, stop lying. I argue. Yo, cut the song. Cut Yo, the song. I let, we gonna argue the about funny how thing we is, argue? I let you have, I let you have karaoke time, but I should have been singing that song. What do you mean? You are, you are a different person when you argue. When I argue, I have to roll out my points. Just because I have justifications and reasons does not mean that I'm a different person. No, it's not justification and reasons. But you like, uh, for example, like the the post, the the emotional aspect of it and the postpartum excuse. You've been postpartum since I met you. It is not an excuse. Since you met me today. Oh, shut up. When we get into arguments. You try to to throw shade I'm not throwing shade. Yes, you are. When when we argue, you be like, you know, I'm going to. In college, it was, you know, it was my cycle. You know how I get. You always have an excuse as to why you get to be extra during the that argument. That's not true. You you like to blame it on things like my cycle because you I feel don't. like I'm emotional when we when I argue with you. you are. It's not emotional. You always cry. You always crying. That is not true. <laughs> I've come a long way with the crying. Okay, I used to cry back in the day, but I don't cry no more. I don't what you crying for? I don't cry no more. Shoot. Just crying. Just you crying know what the yesterday. funny thing is, guys? I have to tell y'all. When I met Deval years ago, what is it? Almost 17 years ago? Yes. When he had a disagreement with me, I actually used to shut down a lot. Yes. So that's one yes. thing. Our arguing styles were very different or our, our disagreement families. styles were different. Yeah, our families. And it really dates back to our families. So let's mm-hmm. talk about how the way we're raised. Well, the f- first thing, first thing is let's talk about how we resolve that issue with the stroller. Oh, OK, good. We got the stroller back from my dad mm-hmm. and the two of us actually sat down and broke down the root of the problem. Yeah, and that's how we dissected. discovered that you know what it had nothing to do with the stroller Kadeem woke up upset because she didn't get a lot of sleep right so she was just in a bad mood right. that morning right and the first thing I said was going to trigger her to be upset right and it just so happened to be the stroller the stroller and yep. then for me I took that and I internalized it as you know like what's your problem why are you attacking me mm-hmm. and what I did wrong was when she you know when she cursed you know you take away my shit mm-hmm. my petty response mm-hmm. was pretty much fuck your shit mm-hmm. and her petty response was to trump my fuck your shit and right. to say fuck you petty war you deval mean? is the ultimate grudge holder sidebar just so y'all know I'm i think petty. your parents can attest I'm to that petty. he's petty and I he's the ultimate grudge holder. i'm working on it though 
I'm working on it. I let a lot of shit go. You really? know how you wouldn't know because I let it go. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Because <laughs> okay. if I, I was holding, you, I guess you can see the growth in yourself. Because I, I, I sure as hell don't see it some days. You know, but... Let me tell you something. If if I wasn't letting shit go, we wouldn't be talking right now. <laughs> All right. All right. Let me get that straight. All right. Fine. So it really had nothing to do with the stroller, mm-hmm. and it was just she woke up in a bad spot. I woke up, right. and rather than trying to not take it personal, what she was going through. Right. I just tried to I tried to up her petty and just right. try to attack her back, which was a mistake on right. my part. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Which is a good tip to think about too. You think about the four agreements and one of the agreements that says not to take things personally. Anything. Don't take anything personally. So what that person is going through and the context in which they say something or they interact with you or they argue with you may have nothing to do with you per se. Doesn't. It's gonna pretty much be surrounding what happens. And in their in their life, and yeah. let's let's give them an example, right? Like you're walking down the street, and uh, you see you see a, a young lady, and you say, "Hey, young lady," and she's just like, "Ew, why are you talking to me?" Mm-hmm. You don't know that she might have found out. You know, she lost one of her close friends. She might have just lost her job. Mm-hmm. So her just saying, "Ew, why are you talking to me?" was a projection of what she's going through in her life, and you're the first person that she just took that anger out on. Mm-hmm. Most people internalize that right. that interaction and say, "Wow, what what is wrong with me that she attacked me?" Mm-hmm. But it goes both ways. You walk mm-hmm. by, you see a young lady, and you say, "Hey, young lady," and she's like, "Yo, you're the most beautiful man in the world." What you don't know is that she just won the lotto. Mm-hmm. She just got a promotion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you internalize that, and you be like, "Damn, I'm the shit." You know what I'm saying? This young lady <laughs> says, "I'm I'm, I'm the, the most beautiful man she ever seen." So. I think that that rule changed my life, mm-hmm. you know, reading that book and, and uh, the four agreements. But that rule changed my life because it taught me to not take right. everything someone says to heart. So seriously. Because it's really right. not me. It just shows more about them. Right. Which can be and, a good a good uh, tactic for whenever you're getting into an argument or disagreement or just like yeah. having a debate with someone. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. just really take into consideration where they possibly could be in that in that circumstance or what had happened that caused them to feel the way they feel in that time. Right. And it may not be you, you know. Like in that circumstance with the stroller, like it wasn't, it wasn't you. Yeah, it wasn't I me. Like, we realized she was, she admitted was, it after tired. a while. Yeah, we had some great makeup sex. Hey, you know, and then uh, all was all hey. was good. <laughs> all was good. So let's talk about how our arguing styles were like super different, especially yes. in the very beginning. And I, like yes. I said in the beginning, this kind of dates back to how things were dealt with in our household. You know, we've spoken before about how your parents um, and how they deal with you then impacts how you are right. as a human being. Absolutely. So when it came to arguing in my household, for example, mm-hmm. um, the way my, I've seen my parents deal with it or even just relationships with my brother and my sister and my father and my sister or my brother, you know, just within the family, our... Uh, mechanism was dodging. Yeah, the way they argue was to not to argue. not argue. Like we just kind of get quiet. No one really communicates, and it's just kind of like, oh, let's hope that this will kind of fizzle over and just die out, and everything will be fine. And that is the, the exact worst. opposite. In my uh, yeah, and it's and that's the, and now where I am in life with Deval and just in general as a grown adult, I can see how that has negatively impacted a lot of uh, my family's progress. And I feel like we could have done a lot more and come a lot farther along had we been able to have open discussions that don't necessarily even have to be arguments. Nah, it it's don't just gotta be arguments. communicating disagreements right. or if you feel a kind of way about something, being able to open up and say, hey, I feel this way about it and not be apologetic about it, to right. unapologetically say how you feel. And I feel like now I've kind of become that voice for my family, I think, through our relationship, yeah, being able to get my family together and us really sitting down and getting to the bottom of what is bothering each person. Right. Because I genuinely want to know. 
Right. You know, and the the whole like elephant in the room and the tension, that shit gets so old. Yeah, it gets old. It gets old. And it, the funny thing is, is that that never existed in my house. Like, we were the total opposite. We used to have family caucuses in my house, <laughs> like family discussions where my mother w- would be like, okay, you know, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about it. And I ain't going to lie. Growing up, you're like, man, don't nobody want to talk about this shit, man. Like, <laughs> like some stuff you just don't want to talk about. But then in the, while you're talking about it, you're crying, you're letting stuff out, you're letting your feelings be heard. And then now you know how your parents feel. Your parents know how you feel. Mm-hmm. And then you feel better the next day because it's all out. And sometimes, like you said, it was never a thing where we hugged afterward and it was an agreement. Sometimes we just argued and we was like, you know what, it's just, it is what it is. Right. I feel this way about this. You feel this way about that. Go our separate ways and we'll try to find a way to work it out. But at least I know how you feel and you know how I feel. So when me and Kadeen started dating and, you know, we were trying to figure each other out, I would be pressing her about stuff because I would want to talk about it. Right. And she would just be Completely sitting there. Completely fold. And I felt like him pressing me about it and, and not even say in an aggressive manner, but just like, you know, being engaged and being passionate about the way he felt about something and really wanting to hear what I felt. I kind of took that as an attack because and she got super defensive. And I used to get super defensive or I'd get super quiet and just not want to argue or not want to talk. And me not and knowing. felt very intimidated. Right. And me, I'm 19 at the time. So I'm not knowing that there are layers to why she is the way she is. I'm just thinking, like, what is wrong with her? Mm-hmm. You know, so and, and me just being the person I am, I continue to put, you know, press, press, press. And she continues to get in defense, defense and shut down. And then it would just be like a big blow up. Right. And it would always end in tears and it was like, something's wrong with you. And no, something's wrong with you. And we learned over time, like these three techniques mm-hmm. pretty much to help us. Right. You know, get through these, right. these issues. And, and the first technique that we learned was listening. Listening. And I mean, let's be clear, too. Sometimes in the heat of the moment, you can't go back to techniques and you can't go back right, to like right. really saying, oh, here's right. the bullet points that I have and whatever. But um, I think one thing that is um kind of universal when you deal with any kind of relationship is of course listening and not just listening to hear and take in what the other person is saying and then be ready to kind of blurt back your stance on Mm -hmm. it but really actively listening with the intent to understand and with with the intent to really get the other person's perspective though you may not agree you can and at least try to respect it. See, but that's the most important part. And that's what we learned was like, you have to listen to understand, not listen to agree. Right. When I'm listening to you, I'm not listening to say, okay, I get your point and you're right. No, it's I'm listening to get your point and mm-hmm. see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Like, right. I, I get your point. But you're free as an individual to say, I get your point, but this is my point. Right. And we had to learn that and we're still learning that now because we still have disagreements to this day, like the stroller situation where I hear what you're saying. Right. But the shit just sounds stupid to me. (laughs) And then she'll be like, shut up, Deval. Exactly. And at least we can go our own separate ways, knowing that we never, ever going to agree. Right. On that situation. Right. We, you know, we, we let it out. Right. You know, you get you that elephant out the exist. room. The tension is gone. But listening, like 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 you said, listening. And I think this was something that Kay kind of brought up to me because I was bad at doing this. Mm-hmm. I was I was bad at doing this. I I used to be so used to the family caucuses mm-hmm. that I would have to prove my point. And right. this is why my father said I was always I would always be an attorney. <laughs> 
And he was just <laughs> like, Deval. I got mad jobs, yo. Deval, like, you, you don't always have to prove that your point is better or your point is right. Mm-hmm. It's just she has a point, you have a point. Your mom has a point, I have a point. Your brother has a point. Mm-hmm. No, no point is better than the other. It's mm-hmm. just we all have different points of view. The problem is that and you think your points are right, though, all the time. I, my points are right. Here we go. My points are right. Here we go. Because they're my points. Okay? <laughs> okay. My points are right because, because they're, they're my points. points. Right. Yeah. Right. But mm-hmm. I can also, I've grown to accept that your points are right, too. See how I did that there? You're See how I did that there? Yeah. I, your points are right, sarcasm. too. Your points are right, too. <laughs> with total sarcasm. Okay? It is. Yeah. I mean, well, I feel like with you, sometimes I have to listen and I have to be able to refute Okay, Um, and I don't know why that is. I think because sometimes because you always think your argument is right. Mm -hmm. Um, I, in turn, feel like I have to take your argument in, but be like, Deval, this is the reason why I did X, Y, Z. And it's not to say that it should diminish the way you feel about what I did. But I at least want to I want you to know how I arrived at whatever act I did that made you upset or if I didn't do yeah, something why it made you upset. Purpose. I get it. Right. So whenever we argue, for example, sometimes Deval gets upset because he feels like I'm trying to make an excuse for why I did what I did. And I hate that word. You're making an excuse. You're making an excuse. It's not an excuse. It's a reason. Like if I do something and I'm deliberate about it, I may, this is the reason why XYZ had me arrive at this point and this is why I did what I did. If you took it that way, my bad. I'm I sorry wish, you feel that way. I wish I could see my face However, right now. they can see I your see face. face right Say now. what's up. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> what's up? But if I arrived at this, and this is how I arrived at it, I at least want you to know the reasoning behind that. Okay. And I hate when you tell me I'm making excuses. Because okay. it's not an excuse. Is that your perspective? Is that your perspective? <sighs> See, I'm getting annoyed now. We're not even arguing <laughs> so, about nothing. If that, if that is your perspective, I'll accept it. Okay? I'll accept it. And that takes us to our second point, mm-hmm. which is... Thinking carefully about how to phrase your words. All <laughs> you right? can throw that whole shit out the window. Now, Because a lot of times, I'm like gonna, with the whole fuck you, I didn't think about shit. I just said it. Now, this is where, as a man, as the husband in the relationship, the leader, I learned to use what's called the argument voice. Oh, God. You're listening to Don't it right now. Don't me. This is the argument voice right now. Babe, I just want to say... Then you go forth with your opinion because your tone is going to pretty much present what you think. And no matter what you say, if your tone is wrong, your wife <laughs> is going to only want to talk about your tone. So I could say, babe, I think you're the greatest wife in the world. But if my tone is off, she's going to be like, what you mean by that? And I'm going to be like, I just said you were the greatest wife in the world. No, but no, it was reverse. how you said it. How you said it. Me doesn't mean that I'm the greatest wife. So, tone Deval, is very important. This is actually reverse for us because you're always coming at me for my tone. Because your tone be wild. <laughs> tone Yo, you screamed out, fuck you to me. Like, there's no way to say that in a good tone. Okay, so that, okay, that one thing. But there's a lot of other times where we talk and I really just say what I'm saying. And I think you think because I'm so eloquent with my speech that I am coming across as being condescending when I'm not. See how she's trying to throw big words at me, right? See how, you see how she's trying to throw big words at me? I can't help it. I'm so if eloquent I'm, with I my speech. If I formulate my thoughts in a way and I'm passionate about the way I feel and I say it, okay, you, Michael, you misconstrue that. All right. <laughs> you misconstrue that All right, T.I. Okay, T.I. <laughs> <laughs> having an attitude. 
No, I just and it's not an attitude. I can just be passionate about the way I feel, and it's not being an emotional woman. Da, 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 don't give me that shit either. It's about me being able to formulate my thoughts and tell you how I feel about something. Yes, and you understanding where I'm coming from with it, and not getting down on me about I don't like the way you said it. Because it is important for both of us, not just you, but me as well as the man, mm-hmm. that we both express ourselves respectfully. You see how I'm using that tone right now? I agree. And you see how it's calming you down? It's not. <laughs> see, we have to use our tones respectively. And if we use our tones respectively, <clears throat> we can convey our message. You're right. I mean, sometimes let's see? face it. When you have arguments with anybody, it can be with a friend. It can be yes. with a parent. It can be with just, you know, a coworker. Tone is everything. If you use this the delivery tone right is here, everything. It is difficult for someone to get upset at you. <laughs> you see this tone right here? This is a very soothing tone. See, but then tone. people could take that as you being sarcastic. No, you know what I mean. I'm not being sarcastic at all. I I just want us to stay civilized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, look, she's getting mad. She's getting, <laughs> I'm see, not this tone mad, forces listening. you to calm down because I'm not being crazy. See, yeah, this is the tone I use with her. I How use it with my it, kids. Body I use language. it. I use it with my kids, especially. With Jackson, because, you know, Jackson is emotional. He's eight. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know how to control his emotions. Sometimes he just get mad. Sometimes he's, he's crying. You know, he's super happy. When I see him going through places in his life and he's going through points, I just be like, Jax, Jax, listen to me. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be all right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, I would love for you to use <clears throat> to use this tone with me more often because I don't be hearing that shit. Then I this use that tone with you all the time. Yo, you just be lying. I don't really hear it that Yo, much. Yo, you just be lying. All right, whatever. I, you know what, guys? I can't win for trying. I can't win for trying, which is going to lead me to the third point. What's the third point? Knowing when to walk away. Oh, you don't be allowing me to walk away, Deval. So, guys, when you listened, right? You when be the you one listen with the intent to understand and you've dropped your tone to make sure that you don't argue <laughs> and your wife still wants to scream and holler at you, you say these words right here. I'm out. Okay, babe. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you don't. It? Okay, babe. You got it. Guys, don't you let Deval that? fool you. Deval be the first one to pick up and take his keys and act like he's going to go driving somewhere. Like, y'all remember in um, Waiting to Exhale when Angela Bassett got her, this like, never happened. her scarf on and this she put her glasses she on and, like, happened, a, a suitcase and everything. This story never happened. Go ahead. Guys, okay, real quick. Oh, God. Deval and I were back in college, right? And I had my own apartment on campus. And we had gotten mm-hmm. into an argument about something. It was probably so stupid. Now, I don't even remember what it was about. It was about Facebook. It was about Facebook? It was about Facebook. Oh. Yes. Okay. You had messaged a guy on Facebook. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. There so was a like, give the context of the story. If you want to tell the whole story, give the context of the story. Let me show you how the context <clears throat> of the story works now. All right? I was, you, a, I was an athlete. You just took over my story, but go ahead. I, I'm going to give you your story back. Uh-huh. But I want you to understand why I walked away. Mm-hmm. I was an athlete, right? Division one athlete at Hofstra. Girls messaging me on Facebook. Good game, DeVal. Kadeem. Oh, these hoes messaging you? You didn't say that? <laughs> I did. Oh, these hoes messaging yeah, you? I did. I did. So we had a basketball mm-hmm. basketball <clears throat> team, mm-hmm. right? She messaged one of the basketball players. Mm-hmm. Good game. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, so if a girl messaged me, she's a hoe. But you can message one of the guys. She's like, that's my resident. I said, well. It's in the context of what it is. Yes, I was a resident director. I was in the athletic area. Here comes the excuses. It's here not an excuse. See, here he go with excuse. It's a reason. Why was I messaging athletes out of my Facebook? It was I'm because they're the my residents. I'm dropping the voice. They're my residents, and I maintain relationships with my residents because I'm the resident director that lived in a completely athletic area. Know when to walk away. You know what, baby? You got it. 
Anyway, so that was that. That's what we were arguing about. It was Facebook. So that was all, you know, in his feelings about me messaging athletes from my Facebook page, which he had complete access to. So I don't even know why you was tripping, tripping. But anyway, you called the same girl a hoe. But because she was from a different school. I'm walking away. All right, walk away. Walk away. So (laughs) Deval proceeds to walk away. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. But. It was like two degrees outside. It's cold. It was cold as hell. It's mad cold. Deval put on his bubble coat, right? Because it was cold. Then got one of my scarves and like wrapped it around his head, literally just like Angela. No, actually, it was like Mary J. Blige in that video, Not Gonna Cry. You know when she has on the dark glasses? I was Can y'all even see me doing this, though? Working every day of the week. Yo, that was you him. Hyping Straight it, from bro. the video, right? You hyping it, bro. Got a suitcase. I don't even know where this dude found a suitcase and started shoving his clothes in the suitcase, right? Putting his clothes in the suitcase. And I was like, you're just going to leave. You're going to walk away because we're in an argument, DeVal. Because at this point, we were about four years into the relationship. So I knew how to argue with him now. I wasn't doing the whole, you know, I'm going to be quiet and meek. I was arguing back with him. So he shoves the stuff in the suitcase. He goes to get granola bars out of the kitchen. I'm like, don't get granola bars. Those is my motherfucking granola bars. Put them shits back. See I went to the cursing? store to get them. See how right? she cursing? So See how she cursing he took him. all that stuff, whatever, whatever. Forgot his toothbrush. I threw it at him. I was like, take your toothbrush too. Da, 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 da. None of this So happened. at this point, he's going back to his room. All of a sudden, right? she turned to Yvette. Okay. All of a sudden, she Deval, turned to Yvette from Deval leaves. None of this happened. Deval leaves. So I'm like, fine, whatever. So he leaves. I get a knock at the door about two hours later. None of, none of this happened, guys. <laughs> Two hours later. None of this happened. Deval is at Don't touch the my door. shoulder. She's touching my shoulder. Don't touch my shoulder while you're telling this lie. Deval is at the door, do right? Not t- do not touch his my shoulder scarf, while you tell this lie. He, like, pulls the scarf off his head, you know, takes off his, like, I envisioned sunglasses, but there really were no sunglasses because it was, like, midnight. Y'all see how she'd be lying? And Deval walked back in with his suitcase and didn't even say anything to me. I just opened the door and I let him in and I was like, okay, the argument is clearly done. <laughs> Now, but that was so funny. Now Y'all that, had to see it. Now that we're done with that, now that episode. I've, paint, I've painted the picture. Now that we're done with that episode of The Young <laughs> and the Restless, okay? We can get back to the truth, all right? The so truth now, is. The truth don't is, feel ashamed. The if, truth is. Don't feel ashamed yo, about just, your exit. I just gave you two minutes to tell your That's story. That's why the an I, actor. Can I jump back in now? Go ahead. Thank you. So now let's get back to the point, all right? The point is when you argue with your wife. She's going to come up with reasons why she can do things that you can't do. And when you try to explain to her that in the pursuit of fairness and equality, because that's all I want is equality, (laughs) right? I just want balance on both sides. If a girl inboxes me, good game, and she's a hoe, if you inbox another player, you look like a hoe. That's all I was saying. She did not want to concede to that fact. So since she did not want to concede to that fact, it became an argument. And since she started to lose said argument, she became irate, throwing toothbrushes at me. <laughs> wouldn't let me get no granola bars. I didn't feel safe. All right. <laughs> the, the end of the toothbrush had a, a point on it. I didn't want to get hit in my eye. I'm an athlete. Whatever I need both out. my eyes. Whatever. So I walked out. I yes, it was cold. Be... I put my bubble coat on. Because it was cold. I don't even own a scarf. You took I don't my scarf. Even own, I wouldn't you put your scarf, scarf on. Now. It was mad windy that day. You know what? And I was not going to be a hoe because those were familiar residents to me. This was some chick from some next school that y'all ended up texting back and forth. So, But that's an episode <sighs> Gosh, for another day, man. guys. Yeah. 
Listen. So, I mean, at that point, I think the distance and the space. I mean, some people have certain things that they do when they get caught up in the heat of the moment. Yes. And they don't want to say something that they're going to regret. Yes. So they end up going on and like, you know, either you count to 10. You I don't see, do that. You know, For you, three, I need two, to count one, to 8,000. I don't got that time. What the heck is bothering me? Do you remember that from um, yes, Family Matters? Family Matters. That don't work. I tried that. Three, two, one. One, two, three. I tried alcohol. What the I tried heck? weed. Is bothering. I tried a lot of stuff to to get to, to bring myself down from arguing with what you. What did you do? Call a friend. Cry to I your mama. Mom. Oh man. My mom was like, leave I, her, leave her, baby, leave her. She crazy. Not even your mother know you crazy, so she just usually is be like, <laughs> your mother. You know how many times your mother and I exchange looks and glances because we just know you crazy. Um, shout out to to my mother in law Karen, your mom, because you know what I deal with on a day to day basis because you raised them. Yes. She did. She did raise me. I love my mom. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but arguing with you is exhausting. Like it's it's literally like draining. Like physically, like physically, mentally, emotionally, all of the leads I can think of draining. That's arguing be- with that's you. because you no know what I'm talking about, Dino. No disrespect. You already know that shit will have you all just jacked up in the head. For for the life of me. This this is going on fifteen years now. How could you not see that if a chick FaceTimes me, oh, she looked Lord. like a hoe, but you just think Facebook, you, could, Facebook. you could FaceTime. There was no FaceTime. My bad. But you doing the same exact thing to another athlete, you don't look like a hoe. How how can how can you, as a I've woman with a master's degree, not see the parallels in said story? This is the type of stuff that I got to deal with, people. This is, this is the type of stuff. Okay. You don't see the parallels in the story. I already said I'm my reasonings. I'm not going back to anything. You the one that no. dug up the dirt. And he good for that, y'all. He I'm is not. so good for that. Well, bringing like, up yo, facts and yo, truth. The, the plant is growing and it's nice and there's bring sunlight up, and there's water and, and it's like flourishing and there's like flowers blooming. And he go dig up the dirt, dig up the dirt. And then you just want to fuck the whole plant's life up. Like, why? Because the root is in the dirt. Oh, okay? Lord. The root the seeds are in the dirt. All right. We ain't trying to go to science right. class neither, though. No. If you want... See, now when I start talking about the truth, she wants... You know, <laughs> all right, it's fine. And this, my friends, is how we get through it. <laughs> yes. This, <laughs> this is how we get through arguments. This is how we get through arguments. Walk away. Learn, learn, learn which battles... Learn. learn which battles are worth fighting. And when it's not worth fighting... You know something that's interesting, away. too, with DeVal? Walk and I don't away. know if other people operate this way because um, you don't like apologies. No. Like, DeVal doesn't like if something goes wrong no. or I make some, I do something to make him upset. DeVal does not like me to apologize to him. No. And some people, they, they'll they say, I just simply want an apology. I just want you to say you're sorry. That's a lie. And people, DeVal, nobody ever wants you an apology. What's your what's your, your thought behind that? The, the greatest apology is change behavior. Don't, oh, don't keep oh, apologizing oh, to me. Repeat that one more and, time. Drop that gem one more time. I said the greatest apology quote. is changed behavior. End quote. And the reason why I don't like apologies is because when people apologize... Especially your spouse, but continue to do the same behavior. But you're behavior. gonna make it about me. Just saying. No, I'm just I'm saying, oh. especially your spouse is because this is your life partner. Okay. Right, if you right. continue to apologize and make the same mistake over and over and over again, then your apology means nothing. Right. People do stuff to people mm-hmm. that leave marks, whether it be externally or internally. It leaves mm-hmm. marks, and and other people feel like if I apologize, get over it. I right. Apo- it still left a mark. That's though. true. And sometimes it those, still hurts me. You know what I'm saying? Those apologies sometimes are very disingenuous. Like you feel like they're just saying it exactly, just to say it, and we're not getting exactly. to the root of the problem. You're trying problem. to pacify. You're trying to pacify. That's why I don't like. And that's not even with just my wife. Yeah. I with got anyone. friends, business partners. Yep, the kids you mentor, Jackson. Jackson. Even my right. kids. Like don't don't tell me you're sorry for doing something and gonna do it again, bro. Don't right. do that. Right. That's just me though. I I just don't. I hate it. 
Guys, guys, do you see what just happened? We agreed on something. Wow. Wow. It happens once in a while. Every once in a while. So you're the same way. You don't like apologies? I picked you up. No, I don't. I've Actually, you know what? I've come to learn that from you, I guess, from hearing it so much. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of what happens when you're in relationships. You kind of adopt sometimes the ideologies that your partner has. Um, But yeah, I kind of feel the same way now, too. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I do, though, would like to know people's perspective, which I think you do as well, too. But the whole apologizing thing, too, kind of depending on who it comes from and how it comes from them doesn't mean much. Well, it's funny because I saw something and I've learned this from and I learned this when I was very young from playing Uno, right? Mm-hmm. About the six and the nine. Remember I was telling you about the six and the nine? Uh-huh. So just because you two people are arguing and they have different perspectives don't mean someone is right or someone is wrong. Mm-hmm. If we're both looking at the same Uno card, mm-hmm. take out the line right. that makes it the six or right. the nine, right? right? If we're both looking at the same Uno card and you're looking from the top of it, you could see a six. If I'm looking from a bottom, mm-hmm. I could see a nine. Mm-hmm. We're both looking at the same exact card, but since we're both looking from different perspectives, we're both actually right. right. And a lot of times in life, that's what that's happens. That's what happens with a lot of arguments, yes. It's just you I'm on a different points. side of it. Right. So I am right and right. you're on a different side of it. And you're right. Right. But you're not even trying to see it from my side, so you automatically say I'm wrong. Right. I look at it from this side and I say you're wrong. Well, what I should do is come to your side of the table and see your perspective. Exactly. And vice versa. Exactly. Look at you in your analogy. You see what I'm saying? Come through. Come through. And the nine. Remember that about the six and the nine. nine. What else about the six and the nine, though? Look at you being nasty. <laughs> you nasty. Well. That's how she tried to solve her problems. Well. That's always how she tried to solve her problems. You know what? That's so funny. Booty. That is so funny because <laughs> one of our listener letters today talks about um, makeup sex and if that's a good idea or a bad idea. Well, that's a great moment. way to segue into listener let's, letters. Let's, let's, let's leave them on a little cliffhanger. Think about okay. that, y'all. Think about that. We'll be right back with these listener letters. this for the record there it is a win for the ages tiger woods is one of our most awe-inspiring sports icons and his story it comes with many chapters i am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior but here it is the return to glory this is all american a new series from Stitcher, hosted by me, Jordan Bell. You realize Tiger Woods doesn't know who he is. Best in the history of golf. No question in my mind. And this season, with the help of journalist Albert Chen, we're asking. What if the story of Tiger Woods that the media has been telling, what if it's been completely wrong? All-American Tiger is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. My favorite part of the show, Kadeen's favorite as well. Yes. Yes. Because we love to hear from you guys. We like to hear what you're thinking, what you want to know, and then we can give our little two cents about it too, you know? So the first question is, do you think women who go through men's phones are nosy or just lack of trust? Hmm. I mean, you're, you're a woman. I'm a woman, so and I've been, and I've been through, that, so I've been through your question. phone a couple times, you so know, in 17 years. I think a lot of me is nosy. Like, to be completely honest, a lot of it is me being nosy just because it's not even just you. I feel like sometimes if we're sitting next to each other, if I'm mm-hmm. sitting next to my brother, my sister, the phone goes off, the screen is lit. It's like you just kind of happen to glance over sometimes to mm-hmm. see, like, 
I don't know what it is. I, I honestly can't think of like why I do it. It you may are be nosy. nosy. Yeah, I may just be nosy and just be, you know, be mm. wanting to know. Like, you know. I, I mean. Then again, you have those times where I've heard a lot of women say like, I have this feeling. I have this gut instinct that something is not right. That, and shit, then, is, that shit is fake. That shit is not this fake. Gut, this gut Ladies, instinct. y'all already know about the gut instinct. If you feel like <sighs> something's wrong, chances are something is, be wrong, is wrong. And then sometimes. Can I, can I respond to that? If you look, Can I you're going to find something. Can, I was about and, to say that. And then if you want you something to be it. wrong, you're going to find something wrong. Like that's I, and I see that all the time with people. So elaborate on that. What does that mean? Do you mean like the energy you put out there is the energy you're going to find? No, I, I feel like I feel like in all honesty, say you're looking through somebody's phone, right? Mm-hmm. And you see some text messages from someone you don't know. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for something, you can make that into something. Oh, how come you don't have this number saved? What does she mean by this? What does she mean by that? Oh, mm-hmm. you're trying to hide something. So then that's a trust now, issue. Now Feel you're it. making something that could actually be nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's not just a woman thing. Right. That's both people. Right. Like, you know, people just go through that. Some, you know, a lot of people have insecurities. Right. You have insecurities. And when you have insecurities, and, and I've noticed this in relationships, mm-hmm. a lot of people tend to look for something to go wrong in a relationship even if everything is perfect because right. they just can't believe that, that everything, everything is, is going perfect. perfect. Right. So it's like, let me find something right. wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now they're looking through phones, they're looking through messages and they see a picture of somebody. Oh, whoa, whoa, oh, who's, who is this? That's my cousin. Right. How far along cousin is she? Is your first cousin or is this your second cousin twice removed? Because if it is, then y'all could still, like that's, people <laughs> go through stuff like that. And it's like, really? Right. Like, are we really doing this? Right. And then what tends to happen is if one person checks the phone and they question you about something, then the other person whose phone got checked is like, well, why are you checking me? So now it becomes a back and forth issue where you're like, well, do you not trust me? And then that's when the argument becomes a thing. Do you really not trust the person or why exactly were we snooping through the phone? Right. So I think it really depends on the context of the relationship. Like, you know, is it something that has happened in the past? Is it is the person known to do X, Y, Z that would have you thinking, okay, maybe this is, you know, but my thing is this, though, this is my question, right? If you realistically got to wake up in the morning and just be like, yo, I'm going to check his phone. Like, why yeah. even be in that right. type of relationship? Like, I agree. I have to agree with that. I, I mean, I the mean, energy you exude trying to, like, dance you, around you that. you checked my phone. Yeah, I have. I've had phone. moments in the past where I have checked your phone, and now I'm just too busy to even care. And maybe, but I mean, maybe it's just me because I'm not a phone checker. Right. Like, I just don't. And my thing is, I, I feel like I don't, I don't want to find something. That's mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. I don't want to find anything. So you feel like unseen is better? No, not even unseen. I don't want to find anything. You have you have mad clients in your phone. You do makeup, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember one time in particular, you had a client who was, who was a dude that was trying to get makeup done for his wife. For his wife, yeah. That <laughs> you happens. Know what I'm saying? No, so you're right. What if I'm going through your phone mm-hmm. and you? He's giving you information right. like yo can you can you do this time this can time you do this? here's the hotel you know what i'm you saying know what I mean? it could really go wrong fast so imagine imagine that yeah imagine that imagine i go through crazy. your emails imagine right. i go through your emails right? right and i see there you know the, the guy's name you know what i'm saying this is the date this is the time it's the hotel mm-hmm. all of the details look mad suspicious right then i show up at, at the, the hotel, hotel. because oh. i'm thinking something's going on this like a whole movie and he has you know he has a surprise ready for his wife and you're there to do makeup and i walk in there Acting and you in there fool. and you in there doing makeup Acting i wouldn't look like a fool. fucking idiot you sure as hell would and the only reason why i you know would. this stuff is because we both have access to each other's emails right mm-hmm. so 
she'll be like, she'll be like, babe, can you send, you know, can you send this document to so-and-so? It's in my email. I'm at an event. Mm -hmm. So I go through the emails and I'm like, which date? She's like, oh, it was around May, whatever. So I'm coming through the emails and I see different people's names. Mm -hmm. So when you're going through and you're seeing different people's names, you like, yo, that shit's hilarious. If I did not know that you were a makeup artist, or if I did not know that that event was going on, I could easily think, that, that this something is something. And imagine wrong. how you drive yourself crazy. Absolutely. You and tell your boys, much- oh, yo, I got to go to this hotel. I'm about to catch this nigga on my wife. <laughs> then all me and my boys from Brooklyn, we own this hotel. Mess Show up their whole anniversary. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Ruin, like, ruin the whole surprise. That's why I'm, I'm not no, a, actually, I don't go through and phones. Think about how much time you invest following everyone, you know, someone's move, following their text, following mm-hmm. and going through. You can be investing that time in yourself. In something else. Yo. You know what I mean? Remember like, Remember when we went through our whole honestly, situation? Mm-hmm. And I asked you that? What? I was like, hey, the, the time you invested going in my phone, mm-hmm. why why wouldn't you just invest that time into in you. me? Yeah. Because yeah. to me, I, I felt like if you that, invested that, that like time a, into that me, was you a wouldn't real have no moment issues. For me too. Yeah. Yeah. We exactly. were young. We were young. And I'm just like, all the stuff that I asked you to do that you say you can't do, but you had time to go search my phone. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go put on some boy shorts like I like and, and, and do something? <laughs> like, and swing from the chandeliers. The truth, See, though. problem solved. There you go. So I'm not, I'm not a phone goer through it. And I think that people should stay out of other people's phones. <laughs> right. All right. What's the next question? Next we question. Have? I'll, get, I'll get this one. Okay. Is makeup sex a good thing even if you're still mad AF? <laughs> it depends. Yeah. Depends. I mean, depends. it depends. depends on how good the makeup sex is, though. <laughs> That's not what I was going to think. Oh, go ahead. Let me see. Go ahead. ahead. No, I said, I only say that depends because then it can completely cloud judgment and cloud what the root of the problem was. And then it just kind of, it's another, it's another way to kind of shove things under the rug, especially Mm -hmm. if one person knows in the argument that makeup sex will make the other person kind of concede and just kind of, you know, the argument just kind of dissipates. So who's the other person? Say it. So since women know most of the time that a man will concede if it's time to have makeup sex. Not necessarily. Because think about it. A man could be upset and a woman be like, yo, I know if I just go down there and I just give him some bomb head, everything will be fine. I'm I'm telling you right now, don't show me the exception and try to make it the rule. Most of the time, dudes be like, yo, I ain't going to turn down that sex. I don't (laughs) care how mad I am. I'm not turning down that sex. That ain't going to stop him from being mad. Okay. But he's not going to turn down that but sex. But the worst thing is, like, if you have the makeup sex and then y'all still mad after, then what did we accomplish? We had sex. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, sex. Or sometimes the makeup sex, sometimes you argue. Like, we've had this incident happen to us where we are in an argument about nothing. And, I mean, it really is just because we'll boil it down to what it really is. Uh-huh. Yo, I just miss you. Like, I miss you. We haven't yeah, had yeah, that happens. passionate lovemaking in a while. And the miss We've is not even... We've been busy. So the bickering and the, the, the small arguments about nothing were really just because we miss each other. Well, it really wasn't about nothing. It was about attention. Yeah. Because we or have, lack thereof. We have arguments about being seeing each other every day but mm-hmm. not being present with each other yes that's the problem that we have a lot y'all um like we, we walk by each other in the house see each other a lot in the house and it becomes monotonous Kate don't hug me yeah she don't kiss me i'm, I'm like yo don't be sounding like, like a sad sad soul that's not true it'd be sad sometimes it'd be sad i'd be, I'd be like be looking at you sometimes i'd be like she just walked right by me. She ain't touching me or nothing. Oh, my God. I'd be like, oh. I know. Oh. Like, so, yeah, sometimes be, that happens. And because you just be going back and forth with the kids. And, and then, then yeah. I try to remind her. I'm like, you know you ain't kissed me today. And she's like, know. I didn't? Oh. Then she keep, she just walked by. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, I still didn't get a kiss. Okay. No, because I try to kiss you then. And Time you be for like, me to be a brat. No. <laughs> All right. And then you turn up. We a little stupid arguments. Just so. You see, to get your I, attention. I, I peep game. I know what it is now. 
That's that's the best I way. I, hey, listen, there's mm-hmm. another option. Mm-hmm. You don't want that option. What's the other option? What's what's always the other option that people do when they don't get attention in their relationship? They go get attention somewhere else. Pornhub. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about virtual attention. Oh. This, this is a part, a large part of the reason why people cheat. Is attention. Yeah, that's true. It's attention. Like yeah. people love attention. Mm-hmm. You're not getting attention at home. They're gonna get attention somewhere else. Right. That's not a man thing. That's Say not a woman it thing. It's just an attention thing. Right. You. You. Oh. 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 So we here every day together, mm-hmm. but you don't see me. Right. You don't see. I mean, Aisha Curry just talked about it. How she felt like she developed some insecurity because she she wasn't getting attention from men on the street. Mm-hmm. She said not that she wanted it, right. but right. that feeling of not getting attention. Right. So if this is she, her husband is made over a gajillion dollars. He's one of the most famous people in the world, mm-hmm. and she still wants attention from people. Right. Imagine it's a, it's a human thing. Yeah. It's imagine it's imagine if she's thing. not getting attention, and I'm not going right. to knock on wood. Imagine if she's not getting attention from Steph, mm-hmm. and she's already feeling insecure because she's not getting attention from other men, and it's not getting from attention from Steph. She might say, "You know what? I need to go find somebody to give me some attention." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I guess in her instance, it's hard because people are probably just trying to be respectful. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Line. You have yeah. to be respectful to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know that somebody's wife, right? Dudes and dudes are paying attention to right. beautiful women. Of course, like, she's gorgeous. The, yes. and, and I'm gonna tell you right now, as as you know, I don't miss a beautiful woman. Beautiful yeah. woman walk by, I'll be like, "Hey, did <laughs> you, you sure see that?" Don't. Yeah, and I'll be like, "Oh my goodness, wow!" Right. I think we both can appreciate beautiful people. But a- yeah, absolutely, absolutely, men and women. But if you notice someone is married, mm-hmm. you don't pay them attention, right? Like you, like you just don't Especially like not, knowingly knowingly like you, you're knowingly not going to do that so I, I right. understand where she's coming from right and as human nature you want to be reminded mm-hmm. that you are attractive and yes. that someone wants you like yes. you want that so yes and a lot of times that's what, what makeup sex does makeup mm-hmm. sex is like that reminder that yeah, I like, still want you even though I'm we mad fuck right. right now I right. still want you exactly yeah so it can help. And if you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. So let me ask you a question. Yes, ask me a question, babe. What's your moment of truth from today? <sighs> My moment of truth for this whole entire arguing respectfully situation, mm-hmm. um, I think the thing that resonates with me the most or what I've learned in our entire stint and then that's helped me deal with other people is being active in that moment of upset Mm. and not letting things fester okay that's the biggest thing for me because I know coming from my background where arguments or disagreements or just the way you feel was often not discussed Mm -hmm. it led to so much unhappiness that I feel like could have been avoided with a simple conversation gotcha so speaking gotcha. about something in that time you know what i mean yeah like, yeah, yeah in real time in real time in real time dealing with it in real time is super important it's like you see it you say it um and that sometimes can even avoid a blowout argument because right. you're getting to the root of the problem early before things are festering and before right. feelings are, are compiling on top of each other um so definitely trying to make sure whatever it is getting to the root of the problem in real time so that you can have probably a civilized discussion with a person, get both points of views, agree, disagree, move on, but at least you can feel like you're heard and that tension doesn't build. And it's important to do that in real time. So so yeah. you're pretty much your moment of truth is handle things when they happen. Yes. 
Absolutely. Okay. I like and that. And I think that's a great um, way to argue respectfully mm. and prevent those blow up moments where you then have to now kind of be um, reactive in a situation. I think it's a proactive approach, actually. Right. To so be you can able be more discuss. proactive rather than reactive. Right. Okay. I like that. Thanks. Well, my moment of truth fighting fairly mm-hmm. would be know the rules of engagement. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know who you're dealing with mm-hmm. and every person deals with situations differently. Yes. You can't approach every argument or disagreement, whether it's with your spouse, your brother, your mother, your coworker, your boss, you can't approach every situation with your rules of engagement as the only rules you're you are willing to play by. So you mean curtailing your strategy Absolutely. for arguing. Absolutely. Depending on your audience. Yes, because yeah. If I go into every argument saying, well, this is my stance and this is how I want to be respected. Right. You're not even respecting the other people who you may be trying to negotiate with. Right. Or being a disagreement So with. know right. the rules of engagement. For example, if I know that Kadeen shuts down, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go in there now and just press and press. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get from her perspective and see, well, first, let me understand why she's shutting down. How can I get her out of shutting down rather than just pressing her with questions to mm-hmm. prove that I'm right? Let me go in there and, and see if I can get her to kind of break out of that shell a little bit. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I'm dealing with a person who is combative like me, mm-hmm. let me go into that situation and try to settle it first. Right. So that we can get some clear understanding of how we're even going to engage mm-hmm. before we start the discussion. Right. Because if you can't even engage properly in an argument, right. you're never going to get to the root of the problem. Absolutely. Because now you're going to spend more time arguing about how you're arguing rather than getting <laughs> to the root of it. Right. And that gets exhausting. We've definitely been there. Absolutely. So yeah. for me, my moment of truth is knowing the rules of engagement. Know who you're engaging when you're mm-hmm. having uh, having a discussion, especially your significant other, and try to understand where they're coming from first before you put forth how you feel about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Know the real the, the the rules of engagement in real time. That, boom. There you boom. go. Know the Little rules of engagement in, in real, real time. time. Dead there ass. Be sure to follow us on social media. That's I am DeVal. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and subscribe. That's right. And follow me as well on Instagram at Kadeen I am. Deadass is a production of Stitcher. It's produced by T-Square, Stephanie Kariuki, and Denora Pena. Our executive producer is Chris Bannon, and we'd like to give a special thanks to our recording engineer, Jared O'Connell, our sound designer, Brendan Burns, and studio manager, Ashley Warren. back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. We have a podcast going on right now as part of the Stitcher Network called The Distraction. That's available everywhere you get your podcast at uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction. Right now. It's out. Do it, please. <laughs>